Welcome to part three of OCR Radio's Getting Started series. Today, we're going to talk about gear. We often hear the question, what should I wear for my first optical course race? So we put together this whole entire list. Now, I have to preface this by saying one of the most attractive points of doing an obstacle course race is that there is very little gear required. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars to come out and play your sport. Really, you could just do it in a pair of shoes, socks, shorts, or pants, and a shirt. We'll tell you that proper gear can also make or break your race depending on the course, the weather on race day, and your level of conditioning. The example I've here is at Lake Tahoe for the Spartan World Championships. If Steven and I would have tried to race that wearing what the elites wore, which was literally just a pair of shoes, socks, compression shorts, or pants, probably would have been pulled off the course for hypothermia. So uh, that's what I mean by level of conditioning. First, we're going to start with shoes. Shoes really are quite possibly the most important piece of equipment that you'll want to get right here. This came from personal experience. I showed up to my very first Spartan race, uh, which was the wintergreen Spartan race on ski slopes, and I showed up in some old running shoes. That was not going to work. So this is one area where certain courses you could get away with it, and other courses you will be punished throughout the course for not setting yourself up for success. So just a few things that we talked about for uh, shoes is that you want to get trail running shoes. And you want this because you want to make sure that your shoes have excellent traction, that they drain well, that they're lightweight. And then we also recommend low drop or some people say zero drop. That's really talking about how big that heel is or or how much distance there is from the bottom of your foot in the shoe down to the ground. And the reason you care about this is because on these especially in these technical courses, it could feel like you're running around in high heels. Um, Steven actually left his Solomons at a course one time because he was convinced they were trying to kill him. He looked like a baby giraffe. He was all over the place. He kept turning his ankle. And as soon as he got rid of those shoes, he was so much better. So that really was his problem. A lot of people love the Solomons, which, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. But we have really enjoyed the Saucony or Saucony or Saucony or however you want to say it, trail running shoes. So that's what we recommend for shoes. There are some other ones out there. We've also tried out the Reebok shoes that are sold right there in the booths at the Spartan races anyway, because Spartan is sponsored by Reebok. Those were excellent. and wore those, I think my very first pair, I made it through 14 races before the side started to go away. So just make sure that you practice in them before you ever take them on the course. That's what That's what the theme is going to be for all gear, all nutrition, all everything. Try it at home before you try it on the course. So then we're going to talk a little bit about clothing. And it may seem obvious, but if you've never done a race before, whatever you wear, if it is not dark colored, it will never return to the same color as when you started. So if you think, oh, I can just rinse this out or I'll wash it or whatever, it's never going to go back to the same color. So keep that in mind before you get out there. You can also end up getting things caught on barbed wire and things like that. So, you know, leave the Lululemon at home unless you like spending extra money. And the other thing too, this may sound a little superficial, but We like to take a lot of pictures during these races, and I will tell you that 
very rarely do we ever look very good when we're wearing like clothes. They're all muddy. They're stuck to us. And you're in some weird position as you're going through where they're taking pictures. So everybody looks better in dark clothes. And it just keeps things more simple anyway. So for most races, you'll want to wear something that's tight synthetic compression is great. Uh, This helps to keep your clothing from getting caught on the obstacles. It also keeps the moisture wicked away from your body. And when, you know, I say tight because you want to make sure that these clothes are going to stay on you once they get all wet and muddy. Some of that mud can be really heavy. So if your shorts or pants are a little bit loose and now you're in some kind of like peanut butter consistency mud, it's going to pull your pants down the whole race. Same with your shirt. Stay away from cotton at all costs unless, unless it is going to be a really hot course. So the great example here is the course for the SoCal Beast in 2014. And it was held in Temecula, but they coined it Helmecula after that year because they had hundreds of racers pulled off the course for heat illnesses. And the website prior to the race suggested wear cotton and wear your camelback or your your hydration pack. So it gave advice on wearing cotton. Wear cotton when it's really, really, really hot. And otherwise, cotton kills. So don't wear it. Your choice of wearing pants over shorts, it will really depend on race day weather, how much protection you are looking for from your clothing. Either way, we recommend training in them before you race in them and see what that's going to feel like. We also recommend high compression socks for both their compression benefits and to protect you from the obstacles such as the rope climb. Well, more specifically, the descent as you're coming down the rope. You can end up with some pretty nasty rope burns on there. So it's something to practice uh, before you even get to the course, but it's something to keep in mind. I don't know. We're kind of weird. We like those scars a little bit, but uh, you want to avoid that sometimes. So another benefit of wearing high compression socks is that they keep the dirt and sand and rocks from collecting at the back of your heel. So I ended up with a deep bone bruise on my Achilles tendon after racing with some sand stuck in the back of my low cut socks. I just thought it seemed like a little bit pain. No big deal. I kept racing. It was a huge deal. So that's the issue with wearing shorter socks. If you wear those high compression socks that come up to the top of your calf, you're not going to run into that problem. So we've also experimented with wool running socks in the colder weather, and they look they worked great. And it doesn't have to be in the colder weather to wear these socks, but it kept from blistering. It kept our feet at a comfortable temperature. They were great. So a little bit about protective gear We do spend a lot of time crawling around on the ground in an obstacle course race. We're going through obstacles. We're going under barbed wire. And some racers choose to wear protective arm sleeves, elbow guards, knee pads. That ground is really rough and rocky and hard. So either practice your bear crawls. Well, you should do that anyway. um, Or decide uh, that you're going to end up with some protective gear. You don't have to decide this for your first one. You can go out. You can kind of test it out and figure out what's going to work for you you. So gloves is another item that comes up a lot. Some athletes choose to wear them. We do so much grip strength work that we've built up some pretty hefty calluses. And so we don't wear gloves for the actual obstacles. Now, if it's a really cold course, we'll wear gloves between the obstacles. The trick is keep your gloves 
dry. So if you choose to wear gloves thinking that it's going to give you better grip, make sure that you practice that. So you're going to want to go get a bucket of water, put some dirt in it, make some mud, put your gloves in it, in your hands, and go practice some obstacles to see if that's going to work for you. Or it may be setting you up for failure. You may slip right off of those monkey bars. Sunscreen, sunglasses are a must for some races. Uh, Just make sure you don't get sunscreen in your eyes and don't take your expensive sunglasses on the course. And headlamps. Headlamps are not that expensive. They're great to have just in case. And so we'll get to a course and they'll say, oh yeah, by the way, if you don't have a start time before this time, then you're going to have to have a headlamp in order to get started. Um, They have headlamp checkpoints. An afternoon race time could require a headlamp. Uh, If you're a slower racer and you're going to be on the course for a long time, that could require a headlamp. And then uh, the other thing too, I, I think a lot of people don't think about is the time of year. So if it is more of a winter race and your days are shorter, you're going to want to have a headlamp. You don't want to get a DNF, which is did not finish, for showing up without a headlamp. And of course, if you would like to keep your head fashionably warm, we have the athlete beanies now. You can find those on the website. So next is hydration packs. Anytime you're going to be on the course for more than a couple hours, I recommend a hydration pack, especially if it's going to be warm. Different organizations have different frequencies for having water on the course. And the point of these courses are to get like primal and dirty and gritty and and to kind of suffer. And, and so really carrying your own water on your back just adds to that. So really, we carry water for almost all the supers, unless it's some nice cool super. Um, even some of the sprints, depending on where we're going to be, like we carried our hydration packs for the sprints that we did here in Southern California, because it's in the desert, it's insanely hot. And sometimes you just don't want to wait in line. So A recommendation on that is a low profile camelback that has a large bladder in it so you can fill it up a ton if you want to. You don't have to. And uh, you want to make sure that it stays nice and tight against your body so that it's not pulling you left and right all over the course as you're making your way through the course. So that's it on gear. If you have recommendations, we'd love to hear about it. You can put it in the comments. You can email us podcast at ocrradio.com stick around for session number four hey and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode ocr radio get out get dirty get living